I went back to office, one of my colleagues, uh, ex-secretary, she said, hey, Eugene, you not feeling well? I said, yeah, la, this flu, uh, damn jalat. Uh. Then she stared at me. She said, it's not flu. The past one week, uh, I saw you come office, right? Got this small boy following you. Once the streaming begins, the screaming will too. This is RPS. Radio Paranormal Singapore. All right, welcome, welcome back to RPS Radio Paranormal Singapore. My name is Timo. His name is ET. Together, we are your Baba Bros. How you doing, brother? I'm good, man. It's been some time, bro. Well, it's been a long time since we've done the podcast, but you know, I just saw you a couple of weeks ago. You came over. We had some whiskey, had a bit of a barbecue, and I know everyone listening in is like. Hey, you got time to go and do whiskey, do barbecue, you got no time to do podcasts all. It was just a one-night thing. But uh, I think we should start by first apologizing and explaining why we have been MIA for so long. Okay, ET, what is the reason? Okay, because it's been the restrictions with uh, the workplace and everything. So work from home. And then for some time, some of the kids, home-based learning and then the PSLE marking, the kids were at home and stuff like that. So... Yeah, it's quite a toll, especially on Tim, I guess. Maybe you can tell the world how, you know, how how difficult it is, you know, to actually work from home and then, you know, doing our podcasts and stuff like that. So for those who, who don't know what I do for a living, I'm actually a radio DJ, okay? And usually radio shows are presented from it within the studio. But because of the whole COVID situation and all that, and because I do have a podcast audio set up at home, I've been given the uh, opportunity and the instruction to actually do my show from home. But because it's not a live studio setting and I don't have quite the same amount of resources as I would in a radio studio, it's basically more leche, it's more mafan. It takes way more steps to put together a radio show from home, you know, than it would if I was actually in the radio studio. And because of that, that eats up all my time, all day, every day, I got no time to do podcasts. That's the reason. So unfortunately, as much as I, as ET and I would love to do this on a more regular basis, while this is the current situation, at least work-wise, we really can't make any promises on when we're actually going to be back, okay? So we hope everyone has been staying safe, uh, maintaining social distancing and stuff like that, and getting through this whole COVID, you know, situation as best as you can. How have you been dealing with the COVID, bro? Okay, la, I mean, sometimes it's actually good, you know, staying home, staying safe, uh, actually spending more time with the kids. Uh, but at the same time, they're also driving me up the wall. Because <laughs> you know Sometimes you're having A Zoom meeting And then you know The kid runs in Like half naked You know Screaming yeah. his head yeah. off And stuff like yeah. that You've yeah. got one yeah. I've got two They fight That is true But the reason why You know Despite our, our busy schedule You know And how rough things have been We decided that We were going to Put out one episode well, basically, it was because of a lot of chuchoing from, from E.T. Like, he was like, bro, it's Halloween. We got to put out at least one episode. Wait, wait. It's, let me qualify. It was not mm. me. It was my son. Because okay. in the past, when I sent him back from school, he like, hey, Papa, listen to the podcast. I said, you sure? Yeah, hey, I want to listen to the podcast. Then after a while, right, he mm. like, hey, Papa, how come no more? I said, because you heard already. He said, then when you and Uncle Tim going to do? I say we are busy lah. So that mm. was that's where the pressure came from. Yes. So basically, Emmanuel Chocho is his father. His father then Chochos me. So yeah. okay, Emmanuel, this uh, this episode is dedicated to you. Okay. It's Halloween. Before we actually go into our first story, uh, why why don't you give us a, a brief history for those who are like, oh, Halloween. Halloween is all about trick or treats. Uh, it's all about women dressed as sexy nurses. What is Halloween really about? 
Okay, so apparently um, the history of it was very simple. Uh, November the 1st mm. is All Saints Day. Okay, also known as All Hallows Day. Okay, hello, uh, I guess in the past, H-A-L-L-O-W uh, means holy. Okay, so actually the Eve of All Saints Day is also known as All Hallows Eve. And then, you know, I guess it's like how the word ghostan came about. Yeah, so imagine the British, right? Go astern, then the, the, you know, one of us Singaporean. Huh? Uh, go 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 stand lah. Go stand. Oh, okay. Bleh, bleh. Go stand. Go stand. So for for those who are, are not from our neck of the woods, usually when someone says go stand, go stand in Singapore, it just basically means go backwards. Please reverse. And what ET has just explained is that it started from you know ships. You know the navy when you were told to go astern to reverse your boat. One thing led to another, and that's how you ended up with go stand. So exactly. So that's how I think Halloween came about. All Hallows Eve became Halloween. <laughs> All right, so without any further hesitation, let's cross into our first story. Uh, this one comes from a good friend of ours, longtime supporter. Her name is Kim. At some point, I, I would like to get her more involved in the show. Uh, Kim has the ability to sense entities or spirits of things out of the ordinary sphere of existence all right and this is a story she didn't actually experience herself uh but when i asked her what was the scariest thing you've heard recently she went hey actually it was it was a hungry ghost not too long ago seventh month and this is what my friend told me this was actually a story that was told by my friend she was sharing it with me her friend started working as a grab delivery after working hours right so just to get like extra income it was actually near to his um time to end work i think there's a delivery that pop up on his screen and it's just on the way back to his house so why not right it's on the way anyway mm. so he took the job and he delivered it to Yochukang Yochukang oh my god I live in Yochukang oh shit <laughs> he told me that it was actually a HDB flat it was near Yochukang era so he gladly brought the food up right and then the message that was sent by the person who orders is doors are open just leave the food on the table that's like so freaking odd right it's like near to midnight why would people do that or maybe they some reason maybe they have dogs or maybe they yeah they are i don't know i don't know what happened but that was the message so fine since it's my last job i just quickly deliver it and then i can i can go home so he went up and true enough the door was open the house it was really dark and dim with like you know fluorescent light so out of courtesy he just knocked and said hello your delivery is here and no one answered so he went in and there's a dining table so he walked into the house and it was very run down according to him with old furniture and it's not so clean um it was messy and the house has this stale smell i i guess when you have like old furniture yeah fair enough you have like this kind of stale smell so he left the food on the table and there's like still old newspapers like on on the table and stuff like that. it was it was very dirty it was very messy according to to my friend the friend was a bit kepola <laughs> so he went to one of the nearest room because the door was open so he thought out of courtesy like just to tell the owner that hey the food is here then when he walked to the door he saw this shadow right at the corner of the room and then he freaked out 
and he couldn't move. What? And then it was just before seventh month, you know, like probably one, two weeks ago. It was damn freaky because we were, we were sharing our stories during the, the Hungry Ghost Festival, right? So so this, this story pops up. Yep. And then right after that, he almost peed in his pants because he couldn't move. And then this shadow kind of moving nearer to him. So he started freaking out. And then somebody just tapped his shoulder and it was this very old auntie and said that, Ayo, our boy, thank you very much for delivering the food and pass him a $10 tip. And then finally he had moved, right? Because he, he was shocked earlier. That's why he couldn't move. Yeah. yeah, so he turned and then after that, the auntie, the old lady, looked into the room and said, no, shh, and then closed the door. What the yeah. Oh it's damn freaky, isn't it? It's not my story, but it's damn freaky, isn't it? Working as a grab driver, delivery. Yeah, my friend did ask like, you sure it's not a human inside? I'm sure it's a human inside. Like, maybe it's someone, someone that's like, you know, too hungry, can't really walk properly. That's why it's like, it seems like it's floating. That's why he said there's light from outside. So from the windows, right? You can actually see that the shadow is actually flush to the wall. So it's actually a shadow. Okay, so it wasn't uh, the light from behind him casting his own no. own shadow into the room. No, he okay. thought it was because they are yeah. just peeking into the room, right? But yeah, no, it yeah, was yeah. flushed to the wall. Ooh. And then it came out and moved towards him. So I don't know whether if that's like imagination or what. Did he check to see whether he he still had the $10 note after that? Now, Scully, he go home <laughs> and then the $10 note suddenly becomes hell money. Oh, no, 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 he did, he did. He did have like a $10. Yeah, so that old lady was actually a human. But I don't know what's in the room. So what, what, what we come into conclusion, it was actually a house spirit or someone, maybe a relative of the old lady that has been siding there and refused to leave. You know, sometimes there are spirits like that. Radio Paranormal Singapore presents CSI Critical Supernatural Investigation. Okay, that is a, that is a creepy story. You know, every time I hear, shh, Right, immediately all the hair on my arms just stand up. No, I hate, I hate hantu stories. Ah, uh, where there's something or some person that just goes, shh, it freaks me out. Et <laughs> definitely lah, not just freak you out lah, it makes you want to go toilet or so lah. Yeah, that too, that too, that too. <laughs> so I'm sure you've got a fair amount to talk about this as well. But I just want to do a bit of a recap. Okay, I want to establish not just state of mind. I also want to establish time frame as well. Okay, now according to to Kim or Kim's friend who was actually sharing the story with her, this encounter actually happened late. Okay, close to midnight at the end of the day, right? And it was a very long day for our friend here. Okay, because I think based on on the description, uh, he had taken this this grab job as an opportunity to make extra income. So I wouldn't be surprised if it was his second job of the day already. And then, of course, all the way at the end, you've had a long day, you're tired, and then you go and and make this delivery, right? On top of that, you're making a delivery at an old flat. These are the things that he mentioned. Straight Straight off the bat, it's dark, it's dim, it's run down, it's messy, it's stale, there's a smell, it's very dirty, and immediately, right, 
it already gives off a really, really creepy vibe. And like we mentioned, this happened recently, which means during seventh month. And I can't help but wonder, right, ET, do all these things automatically start putting things in your mind that can maybe skew your perception of what you think you see? That's definitely a possibility because around that time is where people finish burning their incense paper, their kimchua, their candles. In fact, the candles are still burning. Mm. So, you know, as he parked his bike or uh, his vehicle, he walks towards the block definitely it'll be you know you know there's this whole trail like as if it's a red carpet but it's all the candles and everything all the food so it tends to give you that eerie feel especially if your friends or your parents have been telling you hey be careful uh, seven months don't stay out too late don't go swimming don't do this don't do that you know so so sometimes it does play with your mind Absolutely, right? And I mean, even before he got into this creepy place, he may have already, you know, been creeped out just based on maybe all the offerings and all that as he was making his way up to his flat. I want to also talk a little bit about the lighting, okay? Now, the lighting was described as not good. Although when I heard fluorescent lights, and you know, we always are under the pressure, ooh, fluorescent lights, white light is bright, right? And that white light or fluorescent lights should make things very clear. But the more I thought about it, I also realized in my experience, right, when you have one small white light surrounded by darkness right and i guess that was kind of what was described because even though it was fluorescent light that whole place was very dim and very dark that actually sometimes makes it even harder for your eyes to adjust you know like sometimes when you drive and you know you're on a very very dark road with no street lights and then suddenly you see one small bright light it takes a while for your eyes to actually adjust right and that of course made me wonder so this whole shadow thing moving in the room was that his eyes just playing a trick on him, right? On top of that, um, this uh, shadow that was moving towards him, the only reason he could see it was based on the light that was coming from outside the flat. And that makes me wonder, was this enough light to be able to really make out what it was that he thought he saw? But that said, right, E.T., as much as I would like to say, and I'm hoping you say as well, no lies, just all his imagination lah. Um, I also do believe that there was someone or something in the room because why else would the old lady actually acknowledge it with a shh <laughs> right so I, I'm pretty sure there was something or someone what exactly it was I don't know right if I had to claw and scratch for something non-supernatural then I would probably suggest maybe it was a pet maybe it was a cat maybe it was a dog you know and the light from outside the flat you know onto this tiny little animal casts a weird shadow on the wall coupled with the fact that his eyes kind of just so well maybe that gave him the idea that there was something coming out of the wall towards him but difficult uh, because from the way he described it it sounded like the shadow was cast upwards mm. so even if the light were to come from outside it would yep. come from a higher level and not from a lower level mm. so mm-hmm. I think it's difficult to, to, to explain it that way Yeah. in fact what, what I'm actually more curious on right the first yep. thing that came to mind is what did the auntie order? you are forever no glutton no talk about hantu right you're talking about food yeah, but we need to know, right? It's like, did she why, order why, why, a meal? Why do you need to know what it was that she ordered to Makan? So, did she order for one packs or is it two packs? You get mm. what I mean or not? She was assuming she was staying alone. Yeah. And, and you know, aunties at, at, at that time, I don't think they would eat that much. So, if she ordered quite a bit of food, then, you know, maybe it might mean something else. Mm. I don't know. It's, it's, it, that is the first thing that, that came to my mind. Um, 
the next thing is I was just curious how this auntie looked like I mean if we have a chance to ask him or Kim's friend did the auntie look like scary deranged sometimes maybe someone is disturbed or did she just look perfectly normal because sometimes maybe she's imagining things and maybe the grab the grab delivery guy he was already in a way mentally being channeled towards the hantu side from all the offerings and everything because it being the seventh month that that's it can i just ask straight off have people started actually ordering their offerings from grab delivery that, that's why i'm not sure that's why i asked the first question what did she order could it be that is that even a thing i mean yes we know that during seventh month hungry ghost festival you do sometimes put out offerings in the form of food right but this would be the first time i've ever heard of someone potentially ordering an offering from grab delivery over the past one year bro haven't you heard this phrase it's the new normal <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that, that should open up a whole new marketing direction business development for like Food Panda and Deliveroo order now you know then it's a promo code H-A-N-T-U get 20% off offerings <laughs> okay 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 okay. so I mean it's interesting that we brought this up about food and stuff like that because many many years ago uh, when I was still with SPI uh, we actually did an experiment because people every time say ah yeah you offer food it tastes different so you know me being the skeptic um, and, and the rest of my guys we decided to do an experiment and we actually did at Hopa Villa uh, we actually got one of our guys who was actually a certified uh, certified Taoist priest uh, conduct the ritual on the day that the Hungry Ghost Festivals and, and you know the gate was opening so we did it at the, the Hell Gates in mm. Hopa Villa we did that we got a food scientist to make sure that everything is under control we did this thing called foot blindfold triangulation test or something like that basically the people that participated never knew which food was being offered and which wasn't mm. or were they neutral and stuff like that so you you know we just was tasting things and then there was a form for us to fill up and you know what almost i would say almost close to 100 percent of the people that was tested indicated that there was some difference in taste from offered food versus the ones that were controlled oh. and this food that we used were not those that could you know just spoil in, in the weather and stuff like that so they were like fried fish balls and, and stuff like a few few type of food right and they did like i said I like to reiterate it was done by a food scientist mm. right so they know their stuff and i was one of the participants and really lah there's a difference I, I don't know so so my theory is that you know when people really do the offerings uh, maybe they enter I don't know this is just my theory maybe the entities eat the soul of the food and that's where the flavor resides in the soul of the food that's my theory I mean I can't I, I can't imagine how else it can explain what we all you know went through in that test actually I have another theory well mm. that's it from now on every time I eat food with no flavor right that means it's been recycled offerings, bro. Yeah, they you know the hantu will lick the <laughs> flavor off the chicken and stuff. Something, like that. something, or someone ate it first. <laughs> that, another thing I want to bring up, okay, and this obviously absolutely nothing to do with the with with the paranormal or the supernatural at all. It's like, auntie, why you leave your door open? It's midnight. You know what I mean? Even if the grab person or, you know, or the delivery person or the food panda person is very trustworthy, right? That late at night, you don't just leave your door open. You know what I mean? Anybody can just walk in, right? But maybe she knows what time it was coming and maybe 
there was someone else upstairs or someone taking and sleeping and she don't want to trouble people lah yeah but she wasn't even in the living room waiting you know maybe what I mean maybe she was in the toilet then you know what close the door close the door <laughs> you know be safe safe yeah, then uh, sorry maybe or, forgot or maybe she just felt right with what was in that room she got nothing to worry about yeah that's true huh? which which brings me to, the, to, to my next point right because I do hear people keeping toyos and some spirits and they tend to usually reside in homes like this usually messy still air this seem to keep not just kachua and lizards mm. but also hantus tend to like this kind of places mm. um, I think which is why sometimes you know with feng shui they, they want you to have a bright airy room where there's positive energy so generally places like this as, as they describe it tends to harbor a lot of negative energies so I wouldn't be surprised that you know an entity would be thriving in such a place I don't know if it was done on purpose to keep that entity there or that somehow because of how messy she was that entity actually found found its place over there because I realized that places I mean over the years of research that a lot of all these places uh, 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 where it's like still air dampness you know smelling it's got that you know that kachuak kind of smell like like how the, the, the old blend of Johnny Walker Black Label was it had that kind of smell and flavour and this entity tends to to reside in such places okay. you know so I don't know if it's a play on their mental as well that yeah. because such a place it's very depressing and, and people tend to think negatively mm. I really don't know whether it's the human psychology or if it really causes a, a place to, to harbour such entities you know what else places like this harbour Pests, rats, giant ah, rats, right? Cockroach also lah. Which once again brings me back to my theory. Maybe it was just a giant tikus, right, in the room, enough to cast that shadow, making it look like there was a hantu coming, a ghost, right, coming out of the wall. Which, honestly, between you and me, hantu, big rat, I'd rather take my chances with the ghost. You recently watched Ratatouille with your son, is it? <laughs> <laughs> anyway. I'm also curious to know if it really was an entity. Mm. Who or what was this entity? I mean, the first thing that came to my mind, my gut feel, because sometimes when I do my research, uh, paranormal research, uh, be it listening to someone or going to a place to investigate, it's a lot about gut feel as well. So the first thing that came to my mind when, when I heard this story was, could it be a loved one that has departed? That, you know, because of that feeling and stuff like that, and so happened for, for, some, for some reason, she wants to keep that that you know maybe it, it was a husband or a loved one could that be the reason and could it be really that during this Hungry Ghost Festival they really go back to visit their loved ones so it becomes more of like an emotional kind of love story than, than something that's really scary you know or could it be a wandering spirit then the other was initially what I spoke about a toyol or, or sort you know, know something that, that the owner keeps to do work for them either to take revenge or, or to do certain things like like stealing and stuff like I really don't know these are my, my, my few theories like that, that I think what this story entails Radio Paranormal Singapore Alright, seeing that it is Halloween, we would be remiss if we didn't talk a little bit about superstitions. And, you know, E.T., you're a driver, mm. I'm a driver, and I'm sure any driver who's listening right now at some point has seen a car, a van, a truck with uh, 
a little toy dangling off the back of the bumper. Have you seen that? Acute lah, right? Acute, you would put it on the inside of the car. You wouldn't hang it outside the car where it would get dirty. So the guy was like, you know, the, then the, the alien can see, oh, quite cute huh, this one. <laughs> uh, maybe I want to sit his car. <laughs> yeah, well, well, I want to say a big thanks to Mark who actually sent me this. It's actually a superstition and he sent me an article with the real reason and they said this toy, right, this stuffed toy or whatever is actually meant for spirits of children who have passed away on the roads due to road accidents. So what? Then they can hang on and play with it and hang on to the car? No, no, no. So, because these drivers, they drive at all times of the day, all throughout the night as well, they don't want some lingering spirit to go and mess with their engines or anything like that, resulting in accidents. So these toys are basically to distract the child ghosts on the roads. So it's like a sacrificial bait kind of thing. I guess. I because guess. if you put a toy inside, the fellow will be playing inside the vehicle. So yeah. you put behind, the fellow will be kacau behind. La. Yeah, but, but that's it, right? Why do you even want to attract the attention of a child spirit or any form of ghost at all? That's why I think sacrificial. La. So the fellow will be outside the car and not inside the car, I think. There you go. All right, so that is a, a new superstition I've learned recently. Thank you very much to Mark who sent that to us here at Radio Paranormal Singapore. If you have heard of any other strange superstitions, old wives' tales, grandmother stories, please share them with us as well. You can reach us over at this email address Radio Paranormal Singapore at gmail.com. So sexy, yeah? <laughs> there you go. You can also find us on our Facebook page as well. You can reach out to us on WhatsApp. All the details can be found once again on our Facebook page at Radio Paranormal Singapore. Radio Paranormal Singapore. Tonight, we're going to do something a little different, okay? We are going to present a story to you of our own. Well, basically of E.T.'s. This is something he lived through and survived. But we're not really going to critique it. We are not going to CSI it. We're going to leave it to you. Yeah, so usually we're the ones that CSI, but this time around, it's going to be you guys. You know, you're going to critique, you're going to be asking questions and go ahead, please flood our Facebook page, uh, which is Radio Paranormal Singapore on Facebook. We want to hear what you think. Of all the things, you know, you, of the past episodes, you got some training ready. Lah, huh? Of how you're supposed to see, you know, which angle, whatever. We want to hear what you guys say. And why, 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 why this popped into my head was because um, recently we were interviewed by, by a journalist. Hmm. And then she asked me, so E.T., so what was the most compelling investigation or story you've, you've come across? Then I was like, Halloween coming maybe we should share with our readers lah. I think it's something mm. interesting you see because every time you just hear us CSIing so now we want to hear everyone CSI lah. there you go and for all you know you'll come up with even more compelling reasons and explanations okay and please don't go easy just because it's E.T.'s story if you think you know he's like he's just faking it please just say E.T. you bohong just just whack okay bring it on man bring it on then just uh, send it in to us of course once again either Facebook or through email okay so over to you E.T. something that happened to you your personal experience Okay, so this happened, I think, was like uh, in 2002, around that time. So I was still in uh, SPI, the Singapore Paranormal Investigators. And then this person wrote in to us, uh, he was staying in Red Hill. This block is just opposite the Hawker Centre. Uh, it was apparently going for on-block. So most people have shifted out, but he hasn't. The unit above him has already shifted out. So they got all the seal and everything. But here's the thing. Every night, okay, almost every night, 
In fact, I think he said every night. He could hear furniture moving uh, and fingernails scratching coming from above, you know. And this was just above him and there's no one staying there because the person has really shifted out. So he called us in. Okay, so we go down, do our investigation. And interestingly, there was this bunch from Discovery Travel Channel. They wanted to do a documentary on us. And then we, hey, you know, we got this case. Why don't you come join us? So okay, like, we went down. So, you know, if you watch Ghost Hunters or this, well, I know, drama, music, everything, you go in with like your, you know, proto-pack, everything. Took them cool, right? But we went there for gadgets. I set up the gadgets. At the time, I was in charge of the gadgets. So I set up all our gadgets just outside the gate of that so-called abandoned unit, lah. So I had my motion detector, my temperature sensors, EMF meter, you know, my favorite meter, EMF meter. And then we pry the, you know, the aluminum like window pane kind yeah. of thing. We mm. pry it a bit open and then we put one camera there with a wireless transmitter. Why couldn't you just go in? Because it's locked. Yeah, but no one was living in there, right? Y'all didn't try to like, you know, jimmy the lock, try and go in. There we, Singapore, they were not like ghost hunters were going cool, uh, bang down the okay. door. We can't. Okay. Uh. All right, all we right. But it's all, it's all pitch black inside, no lights, no sign of life at all from where you were outside. No. So that's why we decided to pry the window pane slightly open hmm. and put a wireless transmitter with an infrared camera. Remember, this was 2002. So our cameras and stuff were not as high-tech as it is now we had to modify certain things so it transmitted to us where we were sitting at the staircase landing you know at the end of the corridor so i remember we started the investigation like 11 plus so we sat down there we chatted i was telling jokes until we ran out of jokes to talk about la. Mm. and it was you know we just kept quiet and then two o'clock there's still nothing oh. so we wanted to wrap up really them shank because i haven't been sleeping well the past few days i was you know out partying and stuff la. so then all of a sudden i remember around the stroke of 3 a.m. or 3 plus suddenly my motion detector went off it was a loud shrill I was the first one to react I ran there I go take a look at the gadgets and then the Discovery Travel Channel crew ran behind me with all their cameras and everything then I noticed half of my gadgets that were set up right half of them the battery just went flat but all your gadgets were all set up outside this apartment right outside the door so your motion detector is what kind of motion detector is this this is an IR, a beam, IR, yeah, a laser yeah. beam, and it's focused inside. So it's detecting no, 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 motion. No, 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 it's not, it's not inside. It's just at the at the entrance of the door, the in front of the gate there. Yes, yes, yes. So I want to know, where is it detecting this motion? Is it detecting motion from within the apartment? No, 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 outside. outside. It's probably something entering the door or exiting the door. That was closed and locked. Yeah. So this was all placed on the floor. Okay. Got neighbors not this apartment? Don't have. No neighbours on either side. Don't have. Because that whole level, right, all shifted out. There's only a few fellas that haven't shifted out and that guy was one of them. Mm, 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 mm. Okay. So then we, I ran over, half my gadgets, battery was flat. Which is weird because these are like lead acid batteries. They can last like 24 hours kind. Okay, because we're all attached to that. And then at that point of time, I, I had this, could smell this sweet smelling smell. And the fellas around me could also smell that. Now, on that day, right, like I said, no one stays there. We were quite a number of stories up and it was a windless night. I remember because it was really humid and hot. So there was this sweet smell. Okay, and everyone could smell it. So, I mean, you know, paranormal research, really sweet smell indicates something as well. Lah. And at the point of time where I was trying to gather my thoughts and everything, like what to do, right? Because my so excited, first time, you know, the gadgets. I mean, okay, so everyone that's listening in, when you do paranormal investigation, it's not like what you see in the movies you don't always get stuff so this was really exciting for me after doing tons of investigation something really went off so at that point of time when i was just like thinking what to do and what should i do next 
The lady who was monitoring the camera that's pointed inside said, Hey guys, guys, the door inside moving, ah. <gasps> and the door was slightly moving, open and closing, one of the room doors. And mm. remember, it's windless, ah. So it's yeah. a bit difficult for wind to be blowing. Sadly, um, being in Singapore, we can't do like what team suggested, can't barge in and stuff like that. We just have to take all our data, go back, analyze, and try to come up with a solution or a reason. Ah. So we went home. Uh, I remember there was already like, by the time we packed up, it was like five something, maybe. I reached home. So if you've been to my house, from my lift landing to my unit, right? It's a very long corridor, okay? I was walking home just before I reached my door. What time is this? I think four plus. Hmm. Four plus five. So the sun hasn't risen yet. Uh. I could feel uh, like as if someone was directly standing behind me. You know that feeling when you're standing in a very crowded MRT? Okay, now you don't get that feeling, but pre-COVID, mm. you yeah. know where, where the MRT is so packed, right? That feeling of someone so close to you, I turn around, what, nobody. At the end of the day, I'm so human, la, right? I'm a paranormal investigator, but I get scared as well. So I bit panic, la, I fumble my keys, go in, then I hurry up, shower, go in, sleep. I woke up with a slight flu. So I figured it's because mm. the past few days, go party, la, go chong, then not enough sleep. So got flu, la, so I tried to sleep it off one, two days. And then I went to see the doctor. Doctor says flu, he gave me meds, gave me all the antibiotics, whatever. It didn't seem to work. As the days progressed, right, I got more and more sick. I went to see a doctor again, he gave me stronger dose of medication. It didn't seem to be improving. Hmm. Now, every single night when I slept, when I woke up, I feel more shagged uh, than the night before I slept. And every single night, I would have the same recurring nightmare. Wow, what, 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 what dream? I'll be walking towards this dark castle and all my friends and these are familiar faces they're all running off the castle I'm the only idiot right walking towards this dark castle what kind of castle is this? like Transylvania kind of right yeah those those Dracula castle kind of thing mm. it was a very dark kind of thing and then like them scary lah then I'm just walking there but very interestingly uh, now I'm trying to recall I never seem to reach the castle I'm just walking there but everyone's running out and there are familiar faces that are running out so then I went back to office and then one of my colleagues, uh, ex-secretary, she said, hey, Eugene, not feeling well. I said, yeah lah, this flu ah, them jalat lah. Then she stared at me. She said, it's not flu. I said, what you mean? The past one week ah, I saw you come office, right? Got this small boy following you. No. Yeah. The first thing is I got peace lah. I was like, why didn't you tell me? Like, you wait one oh. week, then you tell me. Did you, you didn't ask it? Is he still there? No, the first thing was like, peace lah, wait, you tell me earlier. Like, why <laughs> you wait one week, then you tell me. Mm. So, and then her rationale was, she said, you know, usually, she, she was just waiting for, for the guy to come closer, the little boy, and he want to ask, why is he following me? Mm. To me, it's a nonsense kind of reason lah. But you know what? But I want to know, at that point, where your colleague actually told you this, was the child still there with you? I don't know, bro. Because the, the first thing that, that, that came to my mind was, okay, so how do I solve it? And I asked her this question. Mm. I said, okay, so how? Her answer is the best. Oh, with this very serious tone. Usually, yeah, this kind, when they attach to you, they won't leave. <laughs> They're like, what love <laughs> Then how like that? Mm. Then she said, okay, at that point of time, I was a free thinker. She was Catholic and she has the third eye. So she said, don't worry, I'll go Novena Church and pray for you. I said, okay lah, whatever that means, because I, I don't know what that mean, uh, what yeah. that meant at the point of time. So the days uh, progressed on. Uh, I think I went to see the doctor one more time, because you know me being a skeptic lah. I was like, ah, yeah, it just must be the flu lah. So it's been a week since our investigation, and then she told me, and then 
it was week two already, end of week two. Mm. My my flu got so bad, right? I started coughing blood. Uh. When I cough, right, there's my, mm. my, my phlegm has got this blood stain in it. Yeah. And then I went to see a doctor again. And then I remember it was a Friday. I woke up, I suddenly felt fine. Okay. So I was like, wow, the medicine power, la, this doctor. Mm. I think I changed doctor. I said, well, this doctor power. Now, what was interesting was this. Remember the guy that told us that the house above, he could hear all those things? Mm-hmm. He called us two weeks later, which was a Friday. He said, hey guys, you know what's funny? I didn't call you guys because after that night, right, you guys left, huh? the haunting stopped. No? Mm. But now two weeks on, right, all of a sudden, the thing came back again. And that was the exact same day I recovered and got better. So what you're telling me is that you think that for the two weeks after you left the initial investigation, whatever was in that house was following you and that's why you were falling sick. And then the moment you got better is because that entity had left you and gone back to that house. For me, being a skeptic, I think the medication worked. Lah. But at the back of my mind, right, I'm just thinking there's too much of a coincidence. Lah. See, I'm telling you, that's why, that's why at that point, you should have asked your colleague if that kid was still with you. The reason you didn't ask is because you were scared of what she would tell you. Yeah, yeah, when she approached me, she just saw him. But every time she approaches him, he disappears because ah. there's this Chinese theory, right, that hmm. entities, right, are scared of people with the ability. All right, so it's not like shutter lah. It wasn't like this kid was like sitting on your shoulders or something like that all the no, time. I think it just came on a two-week school holiday with me. Eh. Well, at least this was pre-COVID, bro. If this was during COVID, that kid would just have to stay with you, quarantine <laughs> together, bro. <laughs> okay, so I got a question though. I mean, and once again, this is not because I'm trying to analyze or CSI your story. I just want to get as much information as possible for our our listeners, right? Did anybody else? I mean, because you went with a group of people during the investigation, right? Do you know, did you keep in touch with them? Did anybody else in the crew, you know, experience these? Oh, you did check with them? Yes, yes, definitely. Only me. And also when you were doing your investigation, you mentioned that, yes, there were... There were, there were some people who were still living in that block, right? Yes, while most of them had moved out already. Did you maybe, you know, talk to or interview any of the residents around there? No, we didn't. On, only that guy. Only that guy. Yeah. Okay. Did he ever fall sick or did anything weird happen to him in his particular apartment? No, he just said that it was very irritating. Like, you know, I can hear the fingernail scratching kind of sound. Okay. That's it though, E.T., I mean, you have debunked many times sounds, you know, audio that comes through concrete, that goes through walls, ceilings, mm. right? Mm. Did you try and tell him that? I mean, like, eh, scratches, stuff, that probably could be like a water pipe like three blocks away. Okay, so that was way before we did the marble, debunking of the marble dropping. So um, I, I didn't come up with that theory yet. And the last question that I have is you mentioned during the initial investigation, right? There was smell. You could smell uh, the, mm. the sweet smell, right? Mm. You could see the door moving. I didn't see. It was from our camera. Yeah. Okay. Did you hear anything while you were up there? Okay, I didn't hear. But now that you bring it up, the other thing that occurred was the f- I was the first one to react and reach my gadgets, right? How far away were you from the gadgets? Because you, you put all your barang outside the, the apartment. And where were you guys stationed? We were like about five units away at the, lift land- at the staircase landing. Why didn't you just, you know, hang out where the uh, the equipment was? Ah, okay. So my theory is usually because humans, we've got this very strong life force, we tend to repel them if we've got very strong energy and there's so many of us. So we wanted to leave the place 
as void as possible. Yeah, I was saying just, just now that you mentioned about the sensors, uh, one of the things that now I recall was because I was the first one to react over there. I could feel the hair at the back of my neck stand. And on multiple cases where I led tours or investigations, right? When that happens, usually it's not a good sign. It means an entity that wants, that has evil intent. That was a bit weird because I don't usually get that all the time. So that's why to me that, that was a very interesting investigation. Why are you so sway? Why only happened to you after that? Ah, so th- that's a very good point or question to bring up. You know, the, the same thing, the, you know, the Chinese believe that when you, your energy level is down, mm. this kind of thing tends to attach to you. So I remember okay, like, that time I was dating, la, so never sleep, go part tall on the very late. I haven't been having much sleep. And honestly, that day I was very, very shocked. Mm. And this occurred around 3, 4 a.m., probably when my energy level is at the lowest. Okay. And I was the first one. la. So assuming it's really an entity, you say, well, uh, this fella come and disturb me because that part of the time, my motion detectors were very noisy. Mm. It was a loud shrill. Yeah. yeah. And I tell you, the motion detector, it, it was a cheap thing, mm. but it's super effective. Mm. It doesn't go off at the slightest of things. It goes on only where there's real motion. See, this once again, this is a prime example of hantus and heroes. You had to be the hero. La. You had to go running straight for the equipment. La. And that's why I can hunt too. Bro, excited. La. It's so exciting to have such such results, you know. <laughs> but that is a good name. I feel like we should come up with a with a, with a a board game called Hantus and Heroes. <laughs> 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 All right. So um, we've heard from E.T. You know, I've tried to ask as many questions as I could to, to paint as well-rounded a picture uh, as I can of his experience. Now it's over to you, the fan, the listener, supporters of RPS, Radio Paranormal Singapore. What do you think of E.T.'s story? Do you think it really was the Hantu? Or maybe it was the aliens? Please, please, someone, please say it was the aliens. Uh, Or can you find some sort of rational, scientific explanation for what happened not just that night over at uh, Red Hill, right? Yeah, Red Hill. Okay, and of course, what happened for the next few weeks where not only did he start falling very sick, uh, but one of his colleagues also said that, oh yeah, I noticed there's some entity following you around as well. And and why suddenly, after two weeks, E.T. gets better and then the weird activity back at Red Hill resumes all over again. Exactly, all right? So once again, here's how you can reach us, E.T., run through the list. Okay, so on Facebook, Radio Paranormal Singapore, please look for us and we really want you guys to write in, uh, create a buzz, ask more questions, I want to hear your CSI. Or you can always email to us at radioparanormalsingapore at gmail.com. Or you can also WhatsApp us as well, okay? 91480985. Well, I don't want your number. Ah. No, I purposely want to get a number just so that we would be able to have a WhatsApp account. But yeah, you can use this number, you can buy Toto, la, see whether you win. 914... Okay, can you repeat the number again? Yeah. 91480985. Hmm. Okay. 40 number coming up. <laughs> All right. And with that, once again, thank you very much for joining us here on Radio Paranormal Singapore. Thank you for being so patient. We apologize that it's taken so long for us to put this together. We really would like to do this way more often, way more regularly. But unfortunately, because of this whole COVID situation affecting everybody around the world, also affecting all of us. All right. So uh, before we leave, once again, just a reminder, please stay safe. Okay. Whatever it is that you do, uh, keep safe. Take care of yourselves and your family yeah man so guys this is et happy halloween and we really hope that you enjoyed this episode because we know you guys really wanted to listen to us and we just had to do this and this is timo until we talk to you next keep streaming keep Keep screaming. screaming
You're listening to Radio Paranormal Singapore. And they're listening to... <laughs> 